Hello and welcome to Mid-South Moment and you're here with me today for a very special look back over September 1986 in the Universal Wrestling Federation. This week is going to be a little bit different in that you're going to be hearing some of the classic promos from the shows as they aired at the time. Yes, I'm trying something new and if you didn't like it or you don't like it very much, then tweet me at ProWMoments on Twitter. And also, while you're doing that, why don't you tell me where you are in the world and also when you listen to the show. So are you in the gym? Are you on your commute? I really want to hear what you're doing when you're listening to my voice. So, yeah, what you're going to get here is some promos, some sounds from the actual show, interspersed with some analysis from myself. Um, and hopefully you enjoy my analysis, otherwise you wouldn't have stuck with me this long. So, first of all, the intro to the September the 6th, 1986 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another exciting hour of the Universal Wrestling Federation. My name is Jim Ross. PSAs will describe the action, ladies and gentlemen. Here at the head of this program, we have so many exciting things to tell you about, but at the beginning, we do want to welcome aboard the Universal Wrestling Federation Television Network some great new stations. I'm talking about KCOP Channel 13 in Los Angeles, California. Oh, can you imagine it? The ladies in LA get to watch PS and the Freebirds every Saturday. WTMJ in Milwaukee, WCCO in Minneapolis, also WAKA in Montgomery, Alabama, Channel 13 in Sweet Memphis, home, Tennessee. Alabama. WHBQ in Memphis, along with KMGH, Denver, Colorado, Steve, Dr. Death Williams home. We do thank you all very much for being with us here on the Universal Wrestling Federation. A lot of exciting things, Michael. Two ring battle royals have been signed in the UWF. And those are, the battle royal itself is one of the most dangerous matches because you got everybody coming from every way. When you add two rings to it, you're doubling the danger. But that's how you walk down Bad Street. Those two ring battle royals coming your way, plus We'll have, we'll have information in this hour how you nonprofit groups and organizations can work with the UWF. So get your pencil and paper handy. We'll, right also, we'll also see a new representative of Devastation Incorporated today. And that's what we have here, a representative of Devastation Incorporated in a match. Well, it looks to me like everybody's trying to gang up and get their armies together because they know that they got to reach the top of the mountain. they got to go through the boys from Bad Street. So uh, Akbar, as he surprised us the last two weeks with this Savannah Jack, got right in the middle, as we've seen in the opening of the show with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the missing link came out. And... We'll find out who that representative is. I just hope they all knock each other off, maybe, because we're sitting on top. <laughs> just a little while, we'll have that matchup. Plus, the first UWF computerized top 10 in this hour. Should be very interesting. Plus, a feature from the WFIA Wrestling Fans Convention in Houston, Texas, and a big lumberjack tag in the hour. Starring me and Buddy. Against Ted DiBiase and Dr. Death Williams. But now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring in our first match. Now, I, for one, can say I'm certainly very, very excited about that computerized ranking system. Now, in the first match of the show, um, the push of Rick Steiner continued as he smashed his way through poor Gary Young and Steiner looked bigger than ever. And I don't know whether, um, you know, protein shakes, what, what training he was doing, but let's just say he was absolutely enormous. Um, Joseph Oldie teamed with Jeff Gaylord in a losing effort against the Hot Stuff International team of, of Hollywood, John Tatum and Jack Victory as well. And next up, we've got a little bit of commentary from our friend, the legend, the Hall of Famer, Jim Ross. All I know is here's another... Your character's to be admired, Michael. Hey. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, really, really you know, is. my mother gets thank you notes every, every birthday I have. <laughs> every birthday. 
I'm sorry, I actually messed that up a little bit in terms of what you're getting there, but I hope you still enjoyed it. A little bit of good interplay between Jim Ross and Michael Hayes. Um, the match was actually pretty good fun, and the crowd were hot, particularly for Savoldi's offence, um, which I thought was really, really good throughout the whole, the whole contest here. I have a little announcement I'd like to make. Jim Ross, I suggest you get down here. And you too, Michael Hayes. Well, General, I'm here. Apparently, Michael has decided to stay at the podium. But be that as it may. All right. Listen and listen good. There seems to be some misconception about Devastation Incorporated growing weaker and weaker. Quite the contrary. We are growing stronger and stronger every day. As you know, I have the irrepressible, the uncomparable one-man gang, the biggest man in wrestling. And I've got Savannah Jack, my procurer of all things, and incidentally, he can wrestle with the best of them. So whether it be the Freebirds, Dr. Dumb Death, Captain Hippie, Jim Duggan, or Cowboy Bill Watts, or Ted Debussy, or anybody, I'm going to give you a fair warning right now that devastation is number one in the UWF. And if you don't believe it, just come out in this squared circle right now. Now I'm going to get down to my latest and one of my best discoveries, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to present one half of the Long Riders, Wild Bill Irwin, the latest of Devastation Incorporated. Those comments from General Skandar Akbar, I must say, you're really assembling a very diversified army. Hopefully you could hear it on the, the sound there, but the future goon came out cracking a whip and he had a very Chris Jericho circa 2002 style hair uh, in this along with jeans, long brown cowboy boots and a vest. He made fairly quick work of his opponent. I thought he looked pretty good, actually, to be fair. Um, and Irwin had previously been working in Montreal prior to this run with the Universal Wrestling Federation. Thanks very much for staying with us, everybody, here on the Universal Wrestling Federation. We're going to have our first computerized UWF Top 10 in a few moments. But before we do, let's look back at the WFIA Wrestling Fans Convention held recently in Houston, Texas. Joel Watts files this report. The Wrestling Fans International Association chose the Palatial Doubletree Hotel in Houston, Texas as the headquarters for their annual convention, which took place on August 8th, 9th, and 10th. The convention was fun and eventful for everyone involved. Fans from all over the world were there. Many of them are old friends who choose the fans' convention to be their yearly reunion spot. For such a large group, they're surprisingly close-knit. Many trade wrestling programs, pictures, bulletins, and videotapes, in addition to keeping long-distance lines buzzing with all the latest wrestling news. The highlight of the convention was the awards banquet, which was hosted by the president of the WFIA, Jim Ross. Not to be confused with Jim Ross, the UWF commentator. Awards in several different categories were presented at the banquet, beginning with the award for best wrestling magazine, which went to George Neapolitano. Pete Burkholz and Bruce Pritchard of Houston Wrestling received special recognition for their work with the UWF and the WFIA. 
Jesse Reyes won a beautiful trophy along with the enviable accolade of WFIA Fan of the Year. Jesse's enthusiasm was only surpassed by his patriotism. It goes to show the United States is the greatest country in the world. Thank you. The UWF swept the wrestling awards category as fans worldwide overwhelmingly chose the stars of the UWF as their favorites. Jim Ross was chosen Commentator of the Year, and Dark Jordy was chosen to be the WFIA Female Personality of the Year. Ted DiBiase won the WFIA People's Choice Award for his commitment to the fans, and the president of the UWF, Bill Watts, received special recognition for outstanding leadership in pro wrestling. Of course, wrestling, as we all know, rapidly, drastically. I don't know if all the changes are good or not, but it's like riding the wild wind. I guess we're going to sit up there and spur it up and see where we all go, but I know the UWF is breaking out. Somewhat of a split decision was awarded in the category of Manager of the Year, as the new alliance of Missy Hyatt and Eddie Gilbert collectively won the award and singularly took the credit. I just want you to know, I'm you too, that I worked very hard for this. <laughs> and whatever I do, I work very hard for it. And I will continue to work very hard for it. And, but I want you to know that I am enjoying this merger very, very much. The Fabulous Freebirds won the award for Outstanding Wrestlers. Terry Gordy was in rare form when he accepted the award for his brothers. First of all, I'd just like to thank my mother and my father for doing such a good job. The Fantastics received the well-deserved honor of WFIA Tag Team of the Year. They were presented their award after the banquet in the Sam Houston Coliseum where the UWF presented a big card in honor of the convention. And finally, the Wrestler of the Year went to WFIA's unanimous favorite, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who also received his award prior to the evening wrestling event. We at UWF would like to thank the WFIA and all the wrestling fans, because you are the backbone of our sport. I'm Joel Watts for the UWF. That was fantastic. We got shots of Ted DiBiase having dinner with Dark Journey, plus the awards banquet um, presented by Jim Ross namesake. You couldn't really make it up, could you? Um, this looked big time as the function hall was completely full. Um, there was also some great clothing in this, especially the patriotic Jesse Reyes with a, a rather lovely shirt he had on. Um, also, um, Bill Watts had on a green short sleeve shirt that made it look like he was about to go on safari. Um, this was just all round, absolutely fantastic stuff. So now the bit you've all been waiting for, the bit that I've been waiting for, is Jim Ross with the computer. It's the computerized rankings. We certainly enjoy being in Houston, Texas for the WFIA convention, everybody. And we're going to have a great match coming your way in just a few moments, the Lumberjack Tag Match featuring Steve Dr. Death Williams and Ted DiBiase taking on the Freebirds. But at this point in time, we're here in the computer room at Mid-South Sports Corporate Headquarters, and we're going to be talking about the first UWF computerized top 10. Now, the computer has fed some very specific data. That data includes one loss records. It also includes how the matches were won. If they were won by pinfall, submission, countout, many different ways that the match could be won, that information is fed the computer. Also, the caliber of competition is provided the computer, plus the type of bout, 
where there was a title match, something with some very special stipulations like a cage match or no disqualification match and so forth. And anyway, the information has been fed the computer, all this data. We're going to turn the computer on and we're going to look at the first UWF computerized top 10. In the number 10 position, Freebird Buddy Roberts, Brad Street, USA. The Freebirds occupy two positions in the top 10, Buddy Roberts at number 10. Steve Dr. Death Williams, the number nine contender for the UWF Heavyweight Championship, Dr. Death from Norman, Oklahoma, surprisingly was ranked number nine. The computer based that on Dr. Death's inactivity and obviously as a result of his injury at the hands of the Freebirds. Chavo Guerrero, the great star from Mexico City, now living in El Paso, Texas. Chavo Guerrero, number eight in the top 10. Hollywood John Tatum, Hollywood, California, occupying the number seven position. And the missing link with Dark Journey as his mentor, as the number six contender. Michael Hayes, another representative of the Freebirds, Bad Street, USA, occupying the number five position. Ted DiBiase, Omaha, Nebraska, the number four contender for the UWF Heavyweight Championship. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is the number three contender. Vince Falls, New York native, Hacksaw Duggan at number three, and the one-man gang at number two. Controversy here, many fans think that perhaps Hacksaw Duggan should be the number two contender. The computer sees otherwise. One-man gang, the number two contender, and finally, the number one contender for the UWF Heavyweight Championship, the TV champion from Vero Beach, Florida, Terry Taylor. And that's a look at the first UWF computerized top 10. And we'll be right back with a lumberjack tag action after this timeout. So this is where Tony Khan got his formula for not only rankings in the UWF, but also how he does transfers for Fulham. It's all now so frighteningly clear. Um, the shot of Jim Ross touching the keyboard was done overhead and in dramatic fashion. I bet that took an absolute age to get right in terms of filming it. Um, and as you could probably hear, or hopefully you could hear, in the background of this going on was the sound of the computer printing off these names, albeit on screen, we got graphics and photos of the wrestlers. So are we to believe that this supercomputer was so, so strong that it also could create these pictures in a matter of seconds? Now, I'd like to think so. This genuinely was so, so, so good. Uh, an absolute highlight in all of the time that I've been watching Mid-South and UWF. Jack Rules, ladies and gentlemen, you see the wrestlers surrounding the ring as we await the, await the arrival of Steve Dr. Death Williams, B.S. Hayes, I agree, and Ted DiBiase. The crowd comes to their feet. Another near-capacity crowd here in the Tulsa Convention Center. The boys are back in town. And I don't know who the boys are talking about, but there's a couple of men on the way to the ring. Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts preparing to go against Dr. Nesty Williams and Ted DiBiase with Lumberjack Rules. You will see it right here on television, and it's breaking down in the ring. Mike Wilson did not get his opportunity to do the introduction of Dr. Death and Ted DiBiase as it's breaking loose here in Tulsa. Gilbert and the Fantastics! It's breaking loose! Where's the Fantastics? Sting and Gilbert, they're fighting! There's all kinds of action breaking out on the floor! And DiBiase's in there! They've got a belt! They've called for the disqualification! They've called... Michael Hayes has got a belt from somewhere! He's 
He's got the, the belt. He had the rail Dibiase's neck. But now he's whipping him without letting the belt. But there's Dr. Death. Hayes was trying to enter Dibiase's neck once again with that belt. And then he lashed him with it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. It's broken down. We've got a disqualification. The people are standing. And we'll be right back after this timeout. So this went just over five minutes and continued the angle between Diviossi and Williams nicely. And it's really hard to underestimate just how over all of these characters were with the crowd. And they were just absolutely into everything. Um, after the break, Diviossi and Williams had a big hug fest, which the crowd ate up as well before the heels and baby faces got it back into it one more time. Now, uh, again, you know, these episodes are solid. Um, I, I think this is probably a little bit down um, quality-wise in the last few weeks. But again, this is very, very easy to watch, you know, inoffensive um, wrestling show. Um, and actually, yeah, good, very good. I thought I probably understated that a little bit there. And moving forward now to the September 13th, 1986 episode of the UWF. And things got going with Duggan and Ross at the desk and Duggan talking about his upcoming tour to Japan. And I had absolutely no idea uh, that Duggan had been to Japan. Um, and he actually worked in New Japan back in 1981, sporadically in 1986 as well. So you learn something new every day. AMGH. I got a special request from Steve Dr. Death Williams to say hello to Mon Denver. And she, I hope, well, Mrs. Williams is certainly enjoying the program, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We've got a lot of things to talk about. Very quickly, Devastation Incorporated with us here today. Two championship matches, UWF tag team titles plus the, the television title, Terry Taylor against Michael Hayes. I know that you had a very special day a few weeks back uh, on your vacation. I was a little worried about you until I found out where you were going. Well, that's right, Jim Ross. I went home to visit my dad. Of course, he's chief of police up there in Glens Falls, New York, and he took me to the Chiefs Convention. Of course, the first thing when I walked through the door, they searched me. They weren't too sure what I was doing there, but I had a good time, got a chance to meet a lot of nice people. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll tell you more about some exciting things like the big two-ring battle royals. But right now, let's go to the ring. So Gary Young beat Gustavo Mendoza in not the slickest match you ever likely to see in your life, and it included Young almost completely stacking it, running the ropes. Uh, the one-man gang and Wild Bill Irwin beat Jeff Rates and Jeff Gaylord in what was also a not-too-exciting contest. Uh, with Duggan on commentary instead of Hayes this week, the show was definitely lacking some of the electricity it has with P.S. purely sexy. Um, business picked up with the rematch between the Fantastics and Sting and Eddie Gilbert for the held-up UWF tag team titles. Ross actually said they'd had a lot of letters from people complaining about matches going off the air while in progress. Um, but he protested that they put as much as they could into 60 minutes. Come on, guys, give us a break. Uh, and I can actually imagine myself writing that letter and I'd been sort of 10 or 12 or something at this time because I'd been very, very frustrated with all these matches that went off the air. Um, and unfortunately, and perhaps predictably, this tag team title match ended in a double DQ after half the locker room interfered, including John Tatum, The Missing Link, and Dark Journey. Thanks very much for staying with us here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Universal Wrestling Federation. We'll have more live action in just a few moments. Here in the dressing room with Ted DiBiase and what happened here last week, 
I know that a lot of things are going through your mind was extremely appalling as far as I was concerned what Michael Hayes did with the leather belt. Well, Jim Ross, Doc still has nothing to say until the bell rings, so he's not here with me. I've got something to say to Michael Hayes. Before I say a word, I'd like you to run that piece of film and show the people what happened last week. We have that tape. Let's see it now. Michael oh, Hayes, last week you saw fit to take a strap to my back. And the people watching, and I hope you're watching too, you can see the welt that's still left on my back from the belt you strapped across me. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Michael Hayes. Nobody ever strapped me with a belt and got away with it except my daddy. And if it's a strapping you want, if a strap matches you want, you can have anything you want, any way you want it. What you did to me with this strap didn't hurt me as bad as dropping me on my head and the neck injury I received, but what it did do, Hayes, you're already on the hit list. What it did was it just poured a little salt in that wound. So if it's in a two-ring battle royal, and I got to go from ring to ring, around the building, up into the stands, into the concession stand, out in the parking lot, it don't matter, Hayes. You are targeted. You can count on it. Ladies and gentlemen, there you hear from Ted DiBiase. We'll be back. The UWF television title will be on the line. Terry Taylor and Michael Hayes in a few moments. So as Ross said, Terry Taylor then defended the UWF television title against Michael Hayes in this week's television main event. Remember, the TV title is at stake here. Hayes and Terry Taylor. Taylor reverses it. Terry's got it cradled. The referee's down. One, two, three. Terry Taylor with a victory. Hayes caught off guard and Terry Taylor lacerated with a victory. But Michael Hayes taking back over on Terry Taylor. He just hit the referee. That'll cost him some money. And he's taking that belt out. Remember last week, he whipped Ted DiBiase. There a massive whelp on DiBiase's body. You saw him. And now you listen to that. Listen to Hayes. He's whipping a helpless Terry Taylor who is bleeding with that belt unmercifully. Hayes, but there goes Ted DiBiase. And Hayes meets Ted DiBiase coming in. Hayes going over the clothesline, but now DiBiase's got the belt. And he's whipping Hayes, and the crowd loves it, and Hayes is running. Hayes is sprinting to the back dressing room. Hayes is hitting high ground. Terry Taylor has won the match and will be back with more. This situation with the belt will not be forgotten, and we'll be back. It's a ballet for a day match when we come back on the UWF. So this TV title match was super heated and I really like the finish here with Taylor with Taylor basically getting the roll up. And I was actually, I don't, I've mentioned this on the pod before, I don't, uh, yeah, I call it a pod, you know, cool. Don't have to use the whole thing, podcast. If you shorten words, you're obviously really, really cool and not 40 years old and well past your best. Um, so I don't really look at the championship histories and things uh, ahead. I try and watch this as, as much in the moment as I possibly can. And I kind of expected Hayes to win the TV title here. So, um, yeah, it was quite a, quite a nice surprise when Taylor um, retained it. Um, what we had next was the Valet for the Day match, uh, and that was John Tatum versus The Missing Link, with the loser's valet having to spend the day working for the other wrestler. So this is going to be an interesting one and part of the superheated and really well done high and hot stuff international angle. So let's see what happened in this one. The Link is dominating Tatum at this time. And Missy Hyatt with that purse. Referee Ron West on the other side of the ring. 
You can just barely see that Gucci bag into the kidneys of the missing link. Guard Journey, I think, saw it. And she is certainly scoping out Missy Hyatt. Boy, this is on a collision course. And when it they lock up, there's going to be blonde hair and clothing and skin and nails. And now Eddie Gilbert's on the top, and Guard Journey's pushing him off. And Gilbert came right off on top of Tatum. Gilbert came right off the top rope. The link is there quick for the pin. Is he going to get it? Yes, he is. It has backfired. Guard Journey pushed Eddie Gilbert off the top rope. And Gilbert went down, crashing from the top on Hollywood John Tatum. We have got a pinfall. And Dark Journey will get Missy Hyatt as a valet for a day. We got to get the camera to this situation. What a feature this is going to make. I want to get the camera to this and see what that young lady has in store for her. Look at her face. She's going to be cleaning floors and a lot of other things. We're going to have the camera there. And she is really chastising Tatum. She was really depending on John to win the match. And Eddie Gilbert was there and his plan. And look at these guys. I knew this situation was coming. Remember the powder? They have had a lot of plans backfire. Missy's trying to get this situation. And I don't know. They're not going to. There's fire in the eyes, ladies and gentlemen, as Missy's trying to get a little order restored. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep the camera right here. They've had several plans backfire. There's not much chemistry between Tatum and Gilbert. I can tell you that firsthand. I've seen it on and off camera. And Tatum, sucker punch Eddie Gilbert. And Tatum working over hot stuff Eddie Gilbert. But here comes Sting. Hyatt and Hostep International is falling apart. Now Sting with his partner Eddie Gilbert, they're beating up John Tatum. And there's Jack Victory, and he's, he's taking up for Tatum. And missing, she's seeing it all fall. Hostep and Hyatt International is falling. It is crumbling before our very eyes right here. Gilbert's fall on Tatum was so, so well done. He managed to dodge Link and get Tatum right on the head and at the same time, um, not making it look hokey at all. So finally, it appears that Hot Stuff, Hyatt and Hot Stuff International has fallen apart, as has been quite brilliantly teased for the last few weeks. The fall of Hyatt and Hot Stuff International, there's no way this thing can be reconciliated. And this has now got to determine who she's leaving with. Is it going to be Hot Stuff or is it going to be Hollywood John Tatum? They fought over, their plans have all backfired, and she's already going to be ballet for a day. What's she going to do? She wants to go with us. And Missy, by the looks of things, is going with Hollywood John. Eddie Gilbert has lost the girl. Eddie Gilbert's plans with Missy Hyde apparently are going down their drain. Missy has chosen Hollywood John Tatum, but she's still going to be valet for a day. We're still going to have the cameras there. Eddie Gilbert is on his expression tells the story.
this angle was so so well done uh, missy was great sort of showing the kind of she didn't know what to do what decision to make um yeah this is this is really good stuff and obviously this has been brewing and legitimately i can't wait to see what what happens next so uh to close the show this week skandar akbar was out with the one man gang akbar. Oh, listen and listen good i'm only gonna say this one time Something has to be done. And I think you people know what I'm talking about because we stand out here week after week challenging Captain Hippie Hacksaw Duggan. And he's just like the rest of you Americans. He doesn't have enough guts to come out here and do anything about it. Well, I want you to listen to the punch slapper, the one-man gang, because he's got something to say to Hacksaw Duggan. Well, no! The first thing on my mind that General wants most of all is the Universal Wrestling Heavyweight title that's currently held by Terry Gordy. Horrendous. Whatever it takes, I will be the champion. Horrendous shouting. Jim Duggan, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to show you the, the instant replay of the situation with Hyatt and Hot Stuff International. Obviously, that's not going to happen. We're out of time, and there's Hacksaw Duggan, the one-man gang, and we'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're holding right here as long as we can. Hacksaw Duggan and the gang right down here. What a, what a battle. We'll be back next week. This is Jim Ross. We'll see you next week on the UWF. So Duggan ran out to the ring with his arms upright in the air and beat down gang, and presumably for how bad his promo was, and he absolutely deserved this. So again, another good week of TV, and you got to hear some of the promos and good stuff there. So we'll move on now to the 20th of September, or September the 20th, as you say, in the United States of America, um, for the next episode of the UWF. So um, let's let's go and hear the, the start of the show. Why don't we join Michael Hayes and Jim Ross? Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Universal Wrestling Federation. I'm Jim Ross, along with Michael P.S. Hayes. We'll describe the action, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for being with us. A very Pop. exciting hour and some very controversial Pop. footage. Yeah, very controversial footage. Just kind of teach you like maybe your parents should have taught you. A good strapping always teaches somebody a lesson. Well, it sure does. I'll agree with that point. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of exciting things happening in the area. I want to say hello to all of our friends in Denver, Colorado, KMGH the home of Steve Dr. Death Williams. Also a lot of exciting things happening. The Tulsa State Fair coming up this Friday night, Arkansas State Fair one week from Tuesday night. Hey, now look, when we wrestle with these fair dates, I wanna do my wrestling match, get out of there. You girls just leave me alone, all right? Don't bother Follow me around the midway. All right, that's a, I'll even help you remind them. I from week to that. week. I would really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, the big two ring battle royals, don't miss that tremendous sporting spectacular. Also, uh, the UWF, heavyweight title will be decided in the hour terry bam bam gordy against 
Steve, Dr. Death Williams. Well, this is it. He's back. He said he wants his shot. You're going to get it, boy, but you're going to see what it's like to walk down Bad Street and go after the biggest belt there is, the Universal Heavyweight Champion. There were a lot of great standby matches pending the time in that heavyweight title yeah, match. Yeah, I even signed for one. Right. Against I, the Iceman. But Ice you know Man, what? King he's Parsons. ducking me because, I mean, he's ducking Buddy, and he thinks by ducking Buddy going through me, he wants to slap your face, boy, but I'll go ahead and do it. We're also going to have a very special feature. Steve, Dr. Death Williams, and Cowboy Bill Watts in Norman, Oklahoma, with with wrestling coach Stanley Abel and head football coach for the University of Oklahoma Sooners, Barry Switzer. That and so much more in this hour, plus the UWF computerized top 10, second edition. We'll have all that and so much more, but right now, let's go to ring announcer Mike Wilson. So the first match on this show this week was the Glass Man, possibly the worst name in wrestling history, um, going up against the Libyan. So the Libyan was in action. Um, and as much as I've been enjoying this promotion in recent weeks, I have to say that I think that some of the underneath talent is probably not at the level as it, you know, as it had been previously, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, and matches like this just aren't, you know, this is not, this is two sort of non-push people going up against each other on TV, which is never really ideal, I would say. Right here on the UWF. Michael, just a couple of days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine that works for Billboard magazine that brought it to my attention that it was rumored that you and the Freebirds, along with David Lee Roth, had quite a party the other night in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. So you're always into my business, man. You're always checking into stuff like Columbo or something. Yeah, we got together. The guy called me. Okay, we got together. We had a party. Jack Brothers got together, and we jacked on down. But you know what? David Lee, he's a great guy. He's a great entertainer, but that's what he is. He ain't nothing into wrestling, if that's what you, you know. He likes wrestling, but he ain't trying to get into it because he's great at what he does. But both of us being party animals and all four of us, along with his great band agreed to one thing if you're gonna party people make sure that the driver ain't partying make sure he's straight well, that's good advice hey i should know okay well let's I, get back to the match i agree i agree i did not expect a tale of the Freebirds parting with david lee roth would end up with an anti-drink drive message do not drink and drive and just say no to drugs kids um, the glass man was shattered by an elbow, uh, and I, was, I would hasten to suggest that if you're losing to the Libyan, your career prospects probably aren't all that good. Um, Dr. Death and Bill Watts went back to visit the Oklahoma Sooners in the next um, segment, which I thought was going to be cracking, but ultimately wasn't as good as I'd hoped. It's great to be back here. I spent a lot of sweaty days on this field. And, of course, Stanley Abel here, the wrestling coach at the University of Oklahoma, and Barry Switzer, the number one football coach in the nation. And this is also the home of Dr. Death, where he was an All-American here in wrestling and played football for Barry. And you're on the road to your fourth national title. Well, we hope so. We we got out of the gate pretty fast against UCLA. I think it surprised everyone. I thought we'd be a, a good football team this year, but you know. You feel good, makes you feel healthy. I'll tell you something. If your little guy's skinny and start working out, he might be out there with the Oklahoma Sooners national champions. Thanks a lot, Pete. I really appreciate well, it. Well, one thing about it, after they've been in your program, there's not going to be any bullies at the beach kicking sand in their face, well, is there? No, we try to make sure we keep them pretty strong, pretty healthy all year long, so we keep them pretty busy in here as far as training every, every time of the year, the in-season, the off-season, we push them pretty hard. Please listen to this. Dr. Death, you're looking at the best man in professional wrestling today. You're looking at the master of the universe. You know, I know that you was all American. But let me tell you something, boy. When you come for this title right here, you don't have ten other men behind you. You're just going to have me and you, and I'm going to kick your guts out. 
So Bam Bam versus Dr. Death was next for the UWF heavyweight title. Um, unfortunately, this was not as good um, and didn't get to the level of the um, kind of fever pitch crowd that we got during Duggan's challenge for this title a few weeks back. Um, the match went through a break and these were the closing moments. I'm just going to get them stalling for time, stalling for time, stalling for time, ever the professional, just a professional podcaster all around, stalling for time, stalling for time, stalling for time. And here are the closing moments. What a battle! On board he went for a flying body press, and he has annihilated Carl Fergie! Dr. Death dropped down, but... That Gordy with that inside drop cradle, there's referee Tommy Gilbert in the ring. Thank goodness for the standby official, as Fergie is helpless. got Gordy with a German suplex and both referees counted to three after a ref was bumped uh, and one awarded the match to Gordy and I'm not sure why because his shoulder was clearly up and the other one awarded it to sorry the one awarded to Williams um I'm just looking at the replay again now actually so it looks to me like they're all maybe yeah I think that um Williams right shoulder was up so I'm not really sure what was going on there um, but yeah, not just a bit of a bit of a TV booking mess, really, at the end there. The sort of thing you'd expect where well, they don't want to beat anyone and they're trying to get out of it. They've run the whole, um, you know, things going off the air about 100 times. So we listen to an update on Hot Stuff and High International. We've just seen the footage and not only did uh, we see the valet for a day situation go in the favor of Dark Journey, but we also saw the breakup of Hyatt and Hot Stuff International. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things here. Your thoughts on the valet for a day. Dark Journey says she's got a whole list of things for you to do. I just don't understand whose idea this was for the valet of the day. Anyway, it's just not fair. I mean, I don't even know what she's going to have me do. I mean, it might even... God, just mess me hey, up and everything. How about me and Jack Victor as a team, huh? Oh, you guys we're are a great, great team, but we're talking about the valet for a day situation. I lost. I just can't hey, believe gonna... you lost, Johnny. I'm gonna... I mean, you're going to make me do all this stuff. <laughs> Well, John Tatum, uh, 
I can understand him feeling a little bit uneasy about this situation, but now that he's uh, now that he's gone, let me ask you this. Valet for a day stands on its own. You're going to have to do those things. Yeah. But what do you think about the breakup of Hyatt and Hot Stuff International? That's the second thing we saw in that tape. Well, I, I just don't, I don't know what's really going on with that. I really want to try to get everybody back together because I really want all the guys there to protect me so things like the valet of the day won't happen. We don't need him, Missy. <laughs> You know, it's just, I need to talk with Johnny, I need to get him together, because I really do like Eddie, I mean, Eddie's like fun, and he's really great, and all the other guys, I mean, if we can get them all together, I mean, it could be great, I mean, I could have like all the belts, all the UWF world belt, the tag belts, I mean, the TV belts, I can just have everything, I mean, I just want us all to, you know, be together. So you're going to try, obviously, it looks to me like you're trying to get everybody back together in this situation you know, it's kind of a Ross, we don't need to get back together because that eddie gilbert is nothing but trouble you understand me and jack get the job done do you understand you that he is nothing but trouble day. it was because of eddie gilbert no it was dark journey's fault you're the one that lost gosh now i gotta do that i mean jim look when i do the valet of the day i mean like you're not gonna have the cameras out there are you <laughs> Of course we're going to have the cameras out there. Of course we're going to have that. We're going to have the cameras there from start to finish, and we're going to document every single thing that happens. Why? That's not fair. God hates you, and I well, hate everybody. Well, she's certainly not pleased, but she will be the valet for a day, and we'll have it right here next week on the Universal Wrestling Federation, and we'll have more action coming your way right after this. I personally can't wait for valet for a day. I tell you what. Jim Ross did have looked to camera during that when uh, Missy Hyatt said that Eddie was great. That was absolutely phenomenal. It's one of the best bits of facial work in wrestling I've seen in a long, long time. And Missy was so good here. She's really starting to nail down her character. Um, and actually, this whole angle has been an absolute joy to experience. Um, in the last match of this, this week's episode, Bad Leroy Brown, the newest member of Devastation Incorporated, beat Bobby Perez with two... With two? With two, with two huge and good-looking elbow drops, Danny Hodge joined Ross on commentary. Hodge said he knocked out Akbar once and that he could do it again. Uh, it was very much like a kind of older guy in a pub talking about his uh, his younger days and all the scraps he used to get into. Um, Hayes and Parsons were in action as a show went off the air. They went back to that device as well. Uh, and this week, the highlight for me was definitely the high update. So that's the 20th of September, 1986. Now... Something exciting for us all is I haven't watched the, the September the 27th episode of the UWF as of yet. So this is going to be a bit of guerrilla podcasting coming up. So I'm going to get to the opening of the show. And we're going to find out what's going on. So why don't we do that right now? As I can see that Ted DiBiossi appears to be with Jim Ross in a lovely track six. Let's listen in. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Universal Wrestling Federation. I'm Jim Ross, and I want to... Welcome along, my special guest, color analyst, Ted DiBiase, here on the program. Teddy, thanks very much for being with us. Jim, it's always a pleasure to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about. We've got an outstanding television program for you. We'll be talking about the big two-ring battle royals in the hour. Teddy, a lot of money on the line in those. A lot of money and a lot of uh, prestige. And wherever those battle royals happen to be, you can always count on a freebird or two being there. And that's reason enough for me and Doc to be on the scene. And ladies and gentlemen, also regarding the Freebirds, this belt situation, I've seen your back a long time after that incident. The whelps are still there. Well, I'll put it this way, Jim. I'm wearing my Levi's all the time now, not because it's fall and it's that season again. It's because when I wear Levi's, I always have to wear a belt. 
and I'm not going anywhere these days, Michael Hayes, without a belt. I think that's a pretty pointed message, and I think Michael will surely understand that particular statement. Also, ladies and gentlemen, in this hour, we will review the very controversial UWF heavyweight championship situation. I have never been uh, around a situation where we have looked at so much film as we have in the last week. It's really something, you know, that was a, a, a hard-fought battle, and my heart really went out to my partner, my good friend, Dr. Death. He felt like he had the title in his hands. I, I was watching, I thought he'd won too, and, and it was just a, a real tough decision. We'll talk about that situation. We have reviewed the tape. We'll talk about that in the hour. Also, in this hour, Terry Taylor defending the television title, Teddy, against the one-man gang. I'll tell you Ooh, what, that's going to be a taste. battle. That's a whole lot of man for tough Terry taste. to handle, and you know, the way the ratings are right now, I'm slotted at number four. Terry Taylor being the champion, is number one in line for the UWF shot, but it could come down to maybe Terry Taylor having to wrestle me should he get past the one-man gang. And if that situation arises, then Terry and I have talked this over. We're good friends, but when that bell rings, we're professionals, we've got to go for the money. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll also have valet for a day footage. We'll see Chavo Guerrero and the Iceman in action, but right now, let's go to ring announcer Mike Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen. So there's, there's a few things that I've got to think about uh, or got to say as Jeff Rates in, is in, introducing the ring. And he's got a vest on with um, his label sticking out of the back, which is not a great look. And he is either teaming or facing Jumping Joseph earlier. I think probably teaming, but I don't know for sure. Now, back to more important matters. They are going against each other. More important matters are Ted DiBiossi, 1986, or Davide from Love Island, 2022. Now, I suspect probably a handful of listeners will get that reference. Who's a better looking man? I don't know because Ted DiBiase in 86 is a different level of specimen. Um, I'll be back in a moment with the result of this much anticipated rates versus Savoldi encounter. So Savoldi won that one with reversing basically a little cradle move. So he's a, he's a big winner there. And also I'm the big winner because I use that little breaking recording to put the oven on so I can have some delicious chicken Kievs with them tonight. So my wife is out this evening and my cooking abilities are limited to say the least. So hence why I'll be having two chicken and garlic chicken Kievs tonight. Um, let's listen in to see what um, Jim Ross and Ted DiBiase have got to say at the desk. Oh, if I can actually get there. Over the professional. To the Universal Wrestling Federation, everybody, a lot of action coming your way. But in this segment, we want to focus on the very controversial situation surrounding the Universal Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Ooh, we're going to get an update here. You were with here. us here last week. You saw a tremendous battle between Steve Dr. Death Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And Teddy, I know that you and Doc have looked at the tape of this situation over and over again. So have we and so have the officials. And the basic ruling was, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that both men had their shoulders up when the counts were made. That's what true. made it even more controversial was the fact that both referees were counting. Terrible a lot of controversy refereeing. here. What are your thoughts on it at this point in time? Well, I think that you know both referees at that time thought that they were right, and it was obvious. Doc and I looked at it together. over When it, when it happened the first time, I thought he'd won the belt. Right. And by looking at it, we, we both had to admit that both shoulders were up. In all fairness to both men, they both had a shoulder up, so there was no pinfall. I'll tell you, let's now, join the closing moments of last week's matchup and let you see for yourself and you be the judge. It's always been a policy of the UWF not to change a referee's decision due to videotape replay. Now in this case, we're going to try to clarify and confirm the referee's decision. On the left of your screen is Carl Fergie. He's counting both men down until Gordy raises his shoulder. So he calls an offensive fall against Dr. Death. 
And on the right side of your screen, Tommy Gilbert is counting Terry Gordy out because Dr. Death has a shoulder up. Both referees called a pinfall. When in fact, neither man was pinned. Okay, okay. So that was super slow motion there uh, with a bit of analysis from Joel Watts. Actually pretty well done. So they, they did position both referees. They wouldn't have necessarily been able to see the other person's um, sort of shoulder come up. So yeah, that was um, a reasonable expectation expectation a reasonable explanation for what wasn't an amazing finish i guess but again you know i do understand that sometimes on television they've got to do these these finishes to keep you know so looking at the tape it's oh as it was. Well, Jim Ross, week after week it hasn't changed or, or hour after hour looking at this tape without a doubt both men had their shoulders up a no decision i think was in order no decision that is a, a proper ruling as far as i can you know i have to agree with that i also have to agree that it should be upcoming that there should be a rematch scheduled right away with both men. And I also want to put in my own two bits here, even though there was no decision in that match, it was very obvious to me, and I think to anybody that watched that match, that my partner and my good friend, Steve Dr. Death Williams, definitely took the battle to Terry Bam Bam Gordy. The way I look at it, he took Terry Gordy and marched him up and down his own bad street. Probably the only people that would disagree with you are the Freebirds, and we're going to see one of the Freebirds in action after this timeout. So I'm actually going to skip forward to the um, Terry Taylor's Buddy Roberts match, which I, I don't particularly want to sit through while I'm live on air. So apologies to any big Buddy Roberts fans out there. So we're going forward to the Terry Taylor versus One Man Gang television title. Welcome back match. to the Universal Wrestling Federation, everyone. Thanks very much for staying with us. Michael P.S. Hayes has joined The star me. of the show is here now. You know, I had to adjust his headset. DiBiase's got a head like a watermelon. He almost stretched it out. But now I know, ladies, you've been waiting, but the star of the show is back. So now we can roll on, baby. <laughs> Are you finished? No, I'm not finished. Well, we're going to have the te television title matchup. I wanted to ask your thoughts on that situation, Terry Taylor and the one-man gang. But seeing as though that you are going to be a little bit, little bit hesitant on your comments, let's go to the ring. Good. He's got a hold of him. He shouldn't have diverted his attention. Whoa! Nice move. He's got the sleeper. Savannah Jack's down. He's got the sleeper. Can he put 465 pounds to bed? He's down to one knee. One time the arm went down. Second time I think he's got him. There's, there's bad, bad Leroy Brown. Well, you want to know why they were out there now? So it looked to me, and I'm sure this is going to be the case when it's confirmed in a moment, that um, Leroy Brown went in and attacked Taylor just as the one-man gang's arm was coming down for a third time and he was going to be submitted in that sleeper. So let's listen, listen in as Devastation Incorporated are beating down our hero and television champion, Terry Taylor. They're trying to put Taylor out of action. Here comes Ronnie West. Here comes some other wrestlers. You need more than Ronnie West. Here comes Tommy Gilbert trying to stop it. They're trying to crush Taylor. If they can't get this shot at the number one title in the universe, they're going to beat everybody up. Here comes DiBiase, the Iceman and Chavo Guerrero. This might have an impact. Especially DiBiase in that tracksuit. The troops are on the way. There's more help. Akbar's devastation incorporated. Now they don't like the odds. But man, they had it four on one on Terry Taylor, and Taylor has been busted. He's Taylor been busted, busted open at the hands of Devastation Incorporated. I guess so. You got three, four guys that size pounding on you. The skin's got to give, baby, and the blood's going to come. 
Perry Taylor retains the television title. Against- crowd was super into that and i think i think taylor now is possibly even more over than he was in his first run in the company so yeah um i, I thought that was that was okay actually considering you know one man gang's limitations and if the crowd are into it then clearly they're doing something right so let's go now to the valet for the day segment we've listened into jim ross and michael hayes for a moment setting this up um and let's i'm very interested in this so i'm just going to watch this basically on air with you so what could possibly go wrong in a, in a segment like this? So let's hear Michael Hayes and Jim Ross, and then we'll go to the Welcome segment. back, everybody. The crowd's still buzzing here after the UWF television title really broke down into a very dangerous situation for Terry Taylor. He did retain the title via disqualification. It's dangerous all the time. I want to see this footage here, man. Because I Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that this isn't all the dark journey put Missy Hyatt through. This is just a portion of it because she had a surprise for the fans. She does have a surprise for the fans. Well, I just want to say one thing about it, okay? Okay. Dark journey, I haven't forgotten it. Weeks ago, you slapped me. And I just want you to know that's in the back of my mind, okay? But besides this, I think like you and all the dressing room rumors started the whole breakup between Hyatt and Hot Stuff when they were on a roll. I didn't cause their problems. There's a lot deeper rooted problem than that. Multiple problems, I think, involved in the camp of Hyatt and Hot you Stuff International. You urged it along. Well, the cameras were there, ladies and gentlemen. I, we had a lot of fun on this one. Yeah, I bet you had a lot of fun. Let's see it now. You're sick. <laughs> I'm glad you folks can make it. I'm just about to start my little cleaning party. I have a whole list of things here for Missy Hyatt to do. Why don't you just start in the living room where you are on those windows and make sure you get around the ledges. Because remember, I'm going to break out my white glove. She doesn't do anything for anybody else, so now that I have her for a valley for a day, I'm going to make sure she does something for me. So why don't you just get started? Music. You know, I'm really glad the cameras are here, just so all you people can see what you are, Dark Journey, to make me do this kind of stuff. Missy's wearing a, a sparkly gold you. dress. Not great for cleaning in. This ain't fair. I don't even know whose idea this was to make me do this kind of stuff. She's got a squidgy on a window with no water. That is not going to work, Missy. That is not going to work. I hate you. I hate everybody. Shouldn't have to do this. Wasn't my idea to do this ballet of the day. To be fair, the windows look pretty clean. They should have thrown some stuff on the windows to make it really dirty. Well, that's the windows. Uh, let's see, what do we have here? Well, Link and I usually do our cleaning up in the ring, but um, let's see. Blisters coming up on those hands yet? <laughs> I would go to the knees, but let's work on your arms. Why don't you uh, get the vacuum and start, and start right where you are? I just can't believe John lost this match and is going to make me have to do all these things. I just can't imagine. And I, don't even, I don't even know how to start this thing. That's an old school vacuum cleaner. Like a small spaceship. John! That is not... That is not a great sound for a podcast, is it? The sound of a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, let's just turn that down a moment while Missy's on the on the vacuum cleaner. She's talking about how much she hates it. Let's see. Uh, vacuuming's done. Uh, now that um, your arms are warmed up, let's see. Uh, we have the dishes here to do. Well, I hope you folks are enjoying this, because I know I am. <laughs> I'm having a great time at my house cleaning party. Let's see. Now I have dishes to do. Okay. Um, why don't you start with this pan, because I'll 
we'll start with the aluminum. I have a thing for reusing foil. And you can start with that and let's see. Well, let's see. I'll hurry up and drink this and then you can wash this too. I just can't believe now I'm gonna have to wash dishes. I mean, this is awful. If I get my dress messed up, that's really gonna be it. That is really gonna be it. I can't believe this Johnny. I cannot believe that he lost and I cannot believe you, Dark Johnny, make me do this. Yeah. I mess up my hands. God. Ow, I think I'm messing up my nail polish. Gosh. This is awful. I hate this. Missy's on a good time. This is going on a little. Dishes. Okay, let's see. Now that your hands are still wet, uh, why don't you grab that can? It's interesting that such a segment like this will, would be on, a, like a Bill Watch show. This feels like such a departure. This feels like a WWF Attitude Era type um, type segment. This goes to show how kind of far ahead of its time was. Now Missy's in the bathroom cleaning that bar. Boy, this is it, Dark Journey. I tell you what, this is the last straw. You're gonna get it. I'm gonna. Ah, I tell you what, I can't believe Missy Hyatt's having to do this kind of stuff. I mean, Johnny. She appears to be clearing in the bath with talcum powder. I'm not sure that's going to work. do this. I hate you. Let's see, I got windows, vacuum, dishes, bathtub. Well, let's see. God, you look a mess. <laughs> Looks more like it, though. Let's see, valet for a day. I know you people have to be enjoying this as much as I am, but you, you'd really enjoy it if you were right here. Jeez. I have, let's see, a little over an hour left for you. I think I'll save that. I have a very, very special chore for you. So after this segment that probably went on a bit was pretty good fun, uh, we've got Eddie Gilbert and Sting facing Chavo Guerrero and Ice Ranking Pass. Let's listen in to Eddie. It has come to my attention that Missy Hyatt has made the statement that she would write for Hot Stuff and Hyatt International to once again merge together. Well, my answer to that is, as long as Missy Hyatt listens to that hot-headed bimbo, Holly Goose, John Tatum, that will never come about. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Stuff International is very proud now to introduce to you, first, at 275 pounds from every man's nightmare, Steve! And also, 265 pounds from Detroit, Michigan, Rick Steiner! Uh, so it's actually Steiner and Sting rather than Eddie himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this match one forward. So this should this should be quite a good one. So I'll be back towards the end of this match. Let's resume the action because there's going to be something that happens very, very shortly. So in ring at the moment, Sting is there with um Chavo, but on the outside, Eddie and John Tatum are fighting. Let's listen in. Going at it. Tatum must have heard it on the monitor when he was knocking him. 
this is a fight for a woman. Stinks got him. Wait a minute, Missy. Missy Hyatt's running now. Missy Hyatt just bounced by here. There she goes to the ring. It's exactly the right word. Come on, Jim. Look at, look at Hollywood, Tatum, and Eddie Gilbert going at it. Jack Victory and Steiner. The referees are helpless. Oh, and Iceman are just cheering them on, saying kill each other. Look at Hollywood, look at all over abroad. I can't believe it. Listen There's 100,000 of them out there, guys. Why fight over one? Listen to Missy plead with him on the PA. She is, she's begging him. She doesn't know, she's, she's, you know, this thing is really broken down. Look at her. Take the mic away from her, please. <laughs> she's torn up, see? The referee's trying to get this thing in order. She just told them both if they don't stop, She'll have nothing to do with either one of them. Well, now, I can't believe a woman would have that much power over men. Look at Guerrero and the Ice Man. They're just, you know, hey, beat each other up. We don't care. Missy's getting Tatum out of the ring. The I can't believe they stopped fighting just for her. Well, she said well, they started fighting for her. They, she made a quit. Look at look at Eddie. Looking back at Eddie and John is dragging her out of the ring. She looks like she wants to go. It looked like she might have wanted to go back to Gilbert. She can't make up her mind. Tatum and they just pulled her off here. And there you so more good stuff as part of this angle. Um, again, you know, this and the free birds with the kind of core babyface group is what's keeping this promotion going. And again, it's really good. Eddie Gilbert's looking sad there. Can't, he's got a T-shirt on that reads hot stuff. Either. Let's just listen into the end uh, of Michael Hayes and Jim Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, only a few moments here left in the program. It's been an exciting hour. A vicious love triangle, man. I don't know why anybody would let any broad ruin them like that. Well, this, she is certainly playing a very important part in the careers of John Tatum and Eddie Gilbert at this time. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next week we'll be broadcasting from WrestleFest 2, the Tulsa State Fair. Hacksaw Duggan will be back with us next week, as will the Fantastics. It's going to be another great hour. Oh, it's going to be a great hour because we'll be here. You know, who cares about Hacksaw Duggan returning? Who cares about the Fantastics? The Freebirds, we made this place what it is today, man. But I just cannot get over two guys formed together, making a beautiful corporation, and over abroad, over love, this happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope to see you this Sunday night in Oklahoma City at the Mary, this Tuesday night in Little Rock at the gigantic Arkansas State Fair. Please be with us right here next week on this great television station. I'm after to talk with him. For man. Michael P.S. Hayes, I'm Jim Ross. We'll see you next week, everybody. I can't believe it. Hayes is so good. Um, again, that is it. That is it for September 1976. I hope you like that. It was a bit of a different different sort of podcast. Um, we'll be back with uh, regular reviews in the coming weeks. We've got lots going on. So we've got really, really a lot of good stuff coming your way in the coming weeks. We've got our On The Road podcast, a Clash at the Castle. Clash at Not At The Castle. Now, who knows how badly or how well that's going to go trying to podcast on a train in a bar and potentially, well, it won't, not potentially, we're going to try it in the stadium itself for the event. We've also got all out as well. So probably um, by the time you're listening to this, we may know, probably will know the main event uh, of that show. Hopefully John Moxie and CM Punk, but who knows? Who knows? This is the problem with recording a podcast a lot, a long way in advance. I've been doing the last couple of weeks to try and, you know, have a little bit of time for me. We all need a bit of time for ourselves every now and again. Um, but that weekend's going to be lots of good fun. Thank you very much for your continued support of the podcast. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. 
Yeah, this is Eric Watts. And for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.